0: Thanks for tuning into the Outcomes Rocket podcast where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring health leaders. Hey, I want to personally invite you to our first inaugural healthcare thinkathon. It's a conference that the Outcomes Rocket and the IU Center for Health Innovation and Implementation Sciences has teamed up on. We're going to put together silo-crushing practices just like we do here on the podcast, except it's going to be live. With inspiring keynotes and panelists to set the tone, we're conducting a meeting where you could be part of drafting the blueprint for the future of healthcare. That's right. You could be a founding member of this group of talented industry and practitioner leaders. Join me and 200 other inspiring health leaders for the first inaugural Healthcare Thinkathon. It's an event that you're not going to want to miss. And since there's only 200 tickets available, you're going to want to act soon. So how do you learn more? Just go to outcomesrocket.health/conference for more details on how to attend that's outcomesrocket.health/conference and you'll be able to get all the info that you need on this amazing healthcare thinkathon that's outcomesrocket.health/conference Welcome back once again to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring health leaders. I welcome you to go to outcomesrocket.health/reviews, where you could rate and review today's podcast because we have an amazing collaborator in health. His name is Brian Harris. He's a co-founder and CEO at MedRhythms Incorporated. He's a passionate, motivated leader and entrepreneur who strives to make the world a better place by helping others. He's demonstrated these amazing qualities by building world-class digital medicine companies and developing the arts and neuroscience group at the American Congress of Rehabilitation Medicine. His company, MedRhythms, focuses on digital medicine that uses sensors, music, and artificial intelligence to build evidence-based neurologic interventions to measure and improve walking. That's a mouthful right there, but that's because (laughs) Brian does a lot. And so what I want to do is open up the mic to him to fill in any of the gaps of the intro and we could kick off this podcast. Brian, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me, Saul. It's certainly exciting for me and an honor for me to be here. So I appreciate that very much. Absolutely. So tell me, Brian, you've got a lot of interests. You've done a lot of really interesting things. Why did you decide to get into the medical sector?
1: Yeah, it's been a really exciting journey thus far, you know, getting into healthcare and growing MedRhythms. And it actually started, you know, when I was growing up, I was a musician. Music was a passion of mine, played in a lot of bands, a lot of different scenarios that way. And I knew that music needed to be a part of my life long term, more than just a hobby but I knew that music education wasn't gonna be for me. Uh, it just didn't, I didn't have that calling to it. In the performance world, I didn't have a calling to that either. And I learned about the idea of music therapy, of using music to help people when I was in high school. And I said, you know, this makes a lot of sense to me. But when I was in college, I took a, an online class in, uh, in music therapy. I'm from the state of Maine. Took this class at the University of Maine. And I had this opportunity one summer to intern with, at the time, the only private practicing music therapist in the state of Maine. How'd you find them? So luckily he actually was the one that had been contracted to teach this online class that I had taken. And so very I reached cool. out to him and you know, I, I had this opportunity. And during that summer, he was working with severely developmentally delayed children and adults. And I had the opportunity, the very first session that I ever observed of music therapy of an actual board certified music therapist doing work, was with an 18 year old boy who was functioning cognitively and physically at about a one-year-old level. So a very, very low-functioning boy. And this music therapist began doing music with him. And within the, the first 10 minutes in the presence of this music therapy session, this boy was cognitively functioning at a higher level than what anybody had ever in his life. Wow. And so I distinctly remember his family, the people that worked with him in his day program, who came into the room and were literally in tears because they couldn't believe how this boy was functioning. And it was at that moment that I said, A, that this is my calling in life and I need to you know, devote my life to this. And B was, while this was a magical and beautiful thing to witness in this boy, that there was a reason why he was having this response. Neurologically, something was happening in his brain. And that if we could answer that question of why that is, then we could really harness that power of music and replicate it to help a lot of people. And so that's what got me focused in on music therapy and what was actually called neurologic music therapy. So really explaining these things through purely neuroscience. So fast forward, I became a board certified music therapist and with advanced training in the neuroscience of music and how that can be used to help people recover things like movement, language, and cognition following any sort of neuro disease or injury. And I actually started the program as a clinician, as a hands-on board certified music therapist, operating much like a physical therapist or an occupational therapist or a speech therapist would at Spaulding Rehab uh, Hospital in Boston. And what we were seeing, particularly in gait training or in improving walking after injury, that people were getting better faster with greater results. And sometimes music was the only thing that worked. And we said to ourselves, why doesn't everybody have access to this? And how do we bring this to more people? And at the same time, the field of digital therapeutics and digital medicine was beginning and getting a lot of awareness around that. And it was really good timing. And we sort of became committed and said, well, digital medicine and digital therapeutics is the path forward to
0: bring this intervention
1: to everybody who needs it.
0: Brian, this is such a touching story. And uh, it definitely, like when your passion hits you, or your calling hits you, you know, and when you were in that room with that boy, that 18 year old boy, and that's when it grabbed you and you haven't looked back since. And it's really a really great story. Thank you for sharing that.
1: Well, you know, thank you. And I appreciate that. It is one of those moments. And, you know, I distinctly remember it happening. And I, you know, honestly felt so fortunate to be sort of that early on in my career and have one of these moments. And I said, this is really about something that's much bigger than, you know, right here in this room with this boy that the only way that we can go forward with this is figuring out how we bring this to more people and to me that was always through something like neuroscience because that's what you know medicine appreciates that's really how we're going to move forward with this and uh, you know it has been one of those things where it's been a very focused journey so far and we're trying to keep going without looking back into the future as well
0: that's awesome and listeners you know the power of music with healing we had a guest you guys probably listened but if you haven't his name is Walter Wurzoa. He's um, OutcomesRocket.Health slash Walter. Uh, I don't know if you know Walter from Los Angeles from Health Tunes.
1: I actually listened to the, the podcast. I haven't met him before oh. myself, but I did listen to that.
0: Oh, you did? Cool. Yeah. I'll have to connect you guys because you guys are on the same wavelength.
1: Yeah, he's doing some very interesting stuff. I would love to be connected to him.
0: Yeah. And so, so you know, no doubt, listeners, music is powerful. Mm -hmm. And if we go back to the beginning ages, just when humans first got on earth, you know, music moves people, music heals people. And I love what you're doing, Brian, because it gets down to the science of it. And it's just so powerful. So, So tell me a little bit about med rhythms and some specifics about how you guys are improving health outcomes.
1: Yeah, so we have built a, a digital medicine platform that replicates one of our standardized interventions in neurologic music therapy that's called rhythmic auditory stimulation. Mm-hmm. And essentially what that is, is using rhythm to improve walking. Cool. And so what the research actually shows is that from a neuroscience perspective at a high level, is that when we listen to a rhythm in our environment, that it activates the auditory system because mm-hmm. it's an auditory input, but also because it's rhythmic that it automatically engages the motor system, huh. subconscious level. And those things actually begin to fire at the same time. And that process of aligning the motor system and the auditory system is what we term entrainment to your brain entrains to an external rhythm. And this is something that happens in 97% of the human population, regardless of age, culture, ability, or disability, everybody's brain, neurologically responds the same to music in this way. And so what we see is, especially even in people that have damage to that motor system, so something like Parkinson's disease or Huntington's disease or stroke that affects the way that they move, we can actually use music or rhythm as an external cue to engage that damaged motor system to help them move more appropriately. And what they've also shown is that when you exercise to music or when you move to music, over time that it aids in that process of neuroplasticity, of your brain's ability to heal or strengthen connections throughout your life. And so what we're doing is we are using a digital medicine platform where we have sensors that connect to the shoe. that collect all of the data about walking. So that's symmetry, stride length, cadence, X, Y, Z plane of your foot in real time. We feed that into our algorithm, that's software-based, mobile phone-based. And then we change music in real time guided by those neuroscience principles of how music can improve walking. And what we've been seeing through the research that's been done on the intervention itself over the past couple of decades, is that primarily in gait speed, that we're able to improve gait speed by 0.3 to 0.4 meters per second over the course of therapy. And what we know is that if we look at other outcomes other than just we're helping people to walk faster and safely, we also know that Gait speed is also correlated to things like falls, which is a huge burden to the healthcare system, and also connected to things like annual medical costs. So while we are improving just, you know, mobility and helping people to be more independent through improving the way that they walk, we also see that there's a really big value here and also potentially being able to prevent things like falls and decrease medical costs over time because we're keeping people healthier.
0: Yeah, that's super interesting and Brian, thank you for sharing that. Very fascinating way of getting to these improved outcomes. And you've not always had a working solution. Can you share with the listeners a uh, time when you had a setback or a failure and what you learned from it? Yeah,
1: you know, that's that's a really great question and certainly, you know, in this journey of entrepreneurship, there's often times where things don't go as planned and you know, it's interesting we actually started the company as a therapy company where we were hiring board-certified music therapists to provide this care in person. And what we quickly found, and as we, you know, as we started to grow, it was primarily people paying out of pocket for this. Yes. What we quickly found is that, A, scaling a services business takes a lot of capital. It takes a lot of time. And there, quite frankly, aren't many people, as you can imagine, who are trained in this area.
0: Right. And there's a lot of variability too, right?
1: Oh, certainly a lot of variability here as well. Even within the field of music therapy, there's a lot of variability of even in terms of how people are trained and where they practice and what their skill sets are. And we came to a, a turning point where it says, what is the future of the company look like? Because this isn't accomplishing the objective that we set out. And while we are helping a lot of people in the area, we aren't making the impact that we wanted to make. And that's when we really had to make that decision that, well, the path forward is actually not necessarily just in services or in people providing this care, but it's actually in technology and digital therapeutics to be able to do this. And the field actually has advanced such and the technology has advanced such that technology can do this now.
0: That's interesting. And thank you for sharing that. And listeners, a thing that you'll notice you know, the folks that we have on this podcast are the ones that have taken the courage to create and to build. And it's not always easy. And you always have to be managing two businesses. Number one, the business that you're in. And number two, the business that you're becoming. And Brian, thank you for sharing that because it's something that every entrepreneur goes through, especially if you're going to be successful. And so if you have to pull out a nugget from that learning, what nugget would you share with the listeners?
1: Well, I would say, you know, one of the most important things about this process for me has really been being open to change, being open to taking in the information that you have and being willing to make decisions and important decisions and commit to them. And so while we thought Hmm. that we were going to be a services company going forward, that's not who we are now and that's not who we're going to be into the future. And when you make a decision, you really have to sort of go all in. You have to commit to it in order to be successful in that area.
0: Very cool. Very cool. And part of what you guys are doing in this pivot, Brian, is is using artificial intelligence. Can you share with us how you're applying it?
1: Yes. Yeah, so we're, you know, as you know, by virtue, we're still early early on in the development of our product, we're still working on building that out. But what we're looking at is with all of the data that we're collecting about walking and about gait and how people move, mm-hmm. we're getting real time data or real world data of how people are, are acting in this space. And so With that data, what we're doing is we look at our ability to be able to, A, make our algorithms better over time with the data that we're collecting, and then B, potentially to be able to look at even prognosis or diagnostic capabilities to be able to see, well, how is a disease progressing? And so looking at taking that data and saying, well, somebody who has Parkinson's disease that affects their movement, we can actually see how their disease is progressing over time and using AI to unlock those features. And also being able to potentially diagnose when somebody's at risk for falls, based on how their de- gait's declining, et cetera. So we look at our AI to, one, make our algorithms better, and two, to potentially be able to unlock these uh, predictive and diagnostic capabilities.
0: Yeah, super exciting, man. I'm, I'm very curious on, on what's going to happen there, man. Uh, make sure that you uh, reach out to me again when you get things going, because I'd love to hear how, how things are, are improving outcomes with artificial intelligence.
1: Yeah, we certainly will. You know, we are, uh, as I said, we're we're at the beginning stages of this. We've started to use this with potential clients, and we've seen some really incredible outcomes so far that we get really excited about. So I, I look forward to seeing when we start to incorporate the AI going forward, you know, how that even takes us to the next level.
0: So Brian, share with the listeners a time when you had an amazing success, one of the most proud leadership moments in medicine that you've experienced to date.
1: That's a fantastic question. And, you know, I mean, for me, I'm a clinician by training and, you know, sort of a clinician turned entrepreneur. And so the things that excite me about leadership in this space is really talking about how we are impacting the lives of those that we serve. And, you know, the reason that we exist as a company and the reason why, obviously, I think most healthcare companies exist is because they want to help people improve. And there's one particular client that comes to mind that really was sort of the inspiration for Medrhythms and for Medrhythms as a company in terms of improving walking and also for us to build this device. Um, It was a guy named George who had had three weeks of physical therapy, five days a week at Spalding, and had been walking with a cane. And he had just begun walking with a cane and was walking very slowly and he was unstable. And we began doing this intervention called rhythmic auditory stimulation. It was me as a clinician. And in one 45-minute session, George was able to walk without a cane for the first time since his injury. He walked twice the speed that he had walked at the beginning of the session and walked six times the distance. in over one 45-minute session. Amazing. And for me, that was the point where I said, this is something that the world needs and the world deserves to have. And as we've been testing our device now to replicate that intervention that, that we were doing then, actually just last week, we were doing some product testing and we had a, a stroke survivor who came in, who had her stroke 20 years ago. So in 1997, she had a stroke. And we actually did about a 30 minute session with her every day, Monday through Friday last week. And she showed a 25% increase in her gait speed over one week. From the beginning of Monday to the beginning of Friday, her baseline speed had increased by 25%. And so these are landmark moments for me to say that, A, we can do this, B, it's working, and C, something to get excited about going into the future.
0: I love it, Brian. There's no doubt that you keep the patient at the center of everything you do. And I think that is a very key part of your success to date and why you're going to continue to be very successful in this space moving forward?
1: Well, thank you. You know, I think, you know, as I said, one of the things that we hope that all people that are building companies is healthcare at the crux of it all is that it has to revolve about the patient. It has to be about improving those outcomes. And while we need to certainly get the business right um, in order for us to be successful, which is, you know, there's many challenges in that in and of itself that we focus on at the end of the day, people need to enjoy it people need to use it, and people need to show improvements of it if we're going to be successful.
0: Absolutely. So, Brian, this is the part of the podcast where we take a dive into a course that we're going to build. It's a syllabus for the listeners. It's the 101 course on how to be successful in medicine, the Brian Harris (laughs) crash course, okay? (laughs) I got four questions for you, lightning round style, followed by a book and a podcast that you recommend to the listeners. You ready? Oh, right. <laughs> all right. What's the best way to improve health outcomes?
1: Best way to improve outcomes is to be collaborative with all of the uh, providers, payers, customers in healthcare, you know, bringing people together. That's the only way that we're going to improve outcomes in healthcare is by working together.
0: What's the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid?
1: I would say in this area is trying to go it alone and being isolated and not, uh, you know, taking feedback
0: from other folks. How do you stay relevant as an organization despite constant change?
1: Well, I think number one is being true to who you are and listening to your customers and making sure that you're providing value to them um, will allow you to be sustainable over time.
0: What's one area of focus that should drive everything in a health organization?
1: I think we've hit on this a few times today, but I think that it really needs to be centered around the patients and their outcomes and what value you can provide to them.
0: What book and what podcast, Brian, would you add to this syllabus?
1: That's a good question. One of my favorite go-to books actually that's not necessarily related to healthcare but to business in general is a book called The Go-Giver. And it's something that we have all of our employees read as well. And it's really a book about, it's a a play on the word the go-getter. But the go-getter is actually seems self-serving. But the go-giver is about how much can we give and add value to other people and therefore value will be added to our own life and it's a book about sales, but it's really life lessons on how to be a go-giver. And so I suggest that book and a podcast. I, um, this, uh, and I apologize, Saul, about this, but okay. I'm going to say I really appreciate what you're doing here in sort of being on the leading edge of bringing people together. I'd say people should Thank go you. back and listen to all of your previous podcasts as well, because you really cross the domain in this space and bringing a lot of different points of view here. So I would certainly suggest people do that.
0: Thanks, brother. I appreciate the plug. And uh, man, the Go Giver—I love that. Mm-hmm. It's a phenomenal book,
1: and I, you know, I've read it a, a number of times. And every time I, I read it, it, it gives me a new perspective on how to be an effective leader, and, and you know, how to really make a difference in the world. So, I would certainly suggest checking that book out.
0: Man, that you spoke to me right there, Brian, because so every, every year I choose a theme for my business, for my life. And so my theme this year, I chose two words and those two words are faith and giving. And uh, that title just, uh, it, it was delivered to me by the universe through you, my friend.
1: Well, you know, I think that those are two important points in life is, <laughs> you know, faith and giving are two things to be focused on. So I'm happy to hear that. And uh, you send me a mailing address and I'll send
0: you the book. Ah, uh, you're the man, brother. I appreciate that. I will definitely do that. All so right. listeners, major, major gems here, major words of wisdom by Brian. Don't worry about writing it down. Just go to outcomesrocket.health slash Harris. That's Brian's last name, and you're going to be able to find it there. So Brian, before we conclude, this has been a ton of fun. I'd love if you could just share a closing thought with the listeners and then the best place where they could get in touch with you. Great.
1: Yeah. You know, I think for everybody that's listening out there, I think that now is a really exciting time to be in this field of, of healthcare and to be innovating in healthcare because I think we're going to see a lot of exciting things going into the future. And I think the more that we learn about technology, from my perspective, the more that we learn about music and how music affects the human condition, that it will change the landscape of healthcare as we know it. And so that's what I get excited about. And I hope that you get excited about those types of things too, and, and being innovative and being open to change and open to make a difference in the, the lives of those that we serve. Um, and if you're looking forward uh, to getting in touch with me, I welcome people to reach out. You know, I'm always open for collaboration and having conversations about how we can hack this problem in healthcare together. You can check out our website now at It's www.medrhythmstherapy.com, which actually is focused a bit on our therapy practice. But, uh, you know, my email is bharris at medrhythmstherapy.com. And I do hope you'll reach
0: out. Brian, this has been a ton of fun. And listeners, again, if you want to get all the information, the links, Brian's web address, as well as the things that we talked about, the links to the Go-Giver and the show notes, just go to outcomesrocket.health slash Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, and you're going to find everything there. So, Brian, just want to say thank you so much. Uh, really appreciate you taking the time to share your passion and your words of wisdom with us today.
1: Likewise, Saul. Thanks so much for having me. It was really an honor
0: to be here. Thanks for tuning in to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast. If you want the show notes, inspiration, Transcripts and everything that we talked about on this episode, just go to outcomesrocket.health. And again, don't forget to check out the amazing Healthcare Thinkathon, where you can get together to form the blueprint for the future of healthcare. You can find more information on that and how to get involved in our theme, which is implementation is innovation. Just go to outcomesrocket.health conference. That's outcomesrocket.health conference. Be one of the 200 that will participate. Looking forward to seeing you there.